Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Colin Brown, and today I am joined by Richard Polly. Hello there. And new regular host, David Wynn. Hello there. So, we're back, at least for a bit. We've, uh, we've during this kind of uh, lockdown period, there's not been much to talk about, so we've just decided to take a brief break from doing the podcast. But now things are kind of opening back up again. We've thought, you know, let's try and get it going again. Probably not in exactly the same format. We'll probably do one episode a week initially to aim for, maybe a bit longer than they were before. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back and we're glad to be back, I think. Anyway, Rich, what have you been getting on since we last recorded? Um, loads of online X-Wing, to be honest. I've played more um, in the last four months uh, weekly than I did before that, because previously it was two or three games at the club and maybe one on the, the kitchen table um, over the course of a week. Um, but with the, the number of online tournaments that have been happening, it's been it's been really good. So um, Ben Hibbert has been organising a whole bunch of stuff um, under the Sith Takers banner, uh, which has been really good, um, even if I haven't done so well in it. Um, so leagues and knockouts and full tournaments and everything like that all going on. Um, it's been it's been cool. Um, at the minute, I'm playing in the Vagabond tournament, the third one that they ran. I finally signed up for one, and it's an interesting one because it's seven rounds, and you have to play each of the seven factions in each of the rounds. So it's um, it's proven interesting with uh, the the meta and the order in which you play your squads, and you know if you know that somebody's only got you know separatists and scum left you're like right they are going to be playing boba or a swarm so now i need to pick something from my two remaining factions that have got game into those two things it's an interesting format it's, uh, it's kind of good fun yeah <laughs> it's good fun though yeah it's great it's a great idea and it's really nice like it's something you could never do in real life yeah so it's a really clever idea from that perspective yeah and it's the same like the the sith taker knockout tournament is happening at the moment still um it's top 16 i know dave's still in it i went out in absolute ignominy in the first round got absolutely smashed um but it's the kind of tournament that you can only do online um you know you couldn't get a whole bunch of people to travel somewhere with the you know well if you do well you'll get six games if you do badly you'll be done by half 10 in the morning sort of thing it's not going to work is it um so yeah the advantages of a global pandemic (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah and dave you've been so you're still on the knockout have you been doing any other ones what you've been flying um well to be honest i was furloughed for 10 weeks so i think i played like four games of x-wing every day for 10 weeks so like just touching on what rich was saying i think during this pandemic i've actually played more x-wing than i would have ever dreamed if it wasn't a pandemic so just yeah playing a lot of different Lists, probably exploring. The thing is with TTS or like Basel, you can just explore whatever you want and you don't need to actually physically have the ships. So for me, it was just an opportunity to branch out, try different things. Um, yeah, top 16. I mean, the best game I've played so far was the last one where I randomly got a buy at top 32. <laughs> um, can't really complain about that. I mean, I was looking forward to the game, but I'm coming up against Nicholas um, God in the next round and we're looking to arrange our game probably later tonight or tomorrow so that's going to be a really interesting game because i think i commentated on his game he was playing a uh, flying allen nice years. yeah he, and he ended up uh, he ended up winning the sith taker cup so he did yeah <laughs> so hopefully he's not using the same list because it's not the list i want to fly against but we'll cross that bridge um other things we've been doing as well i'm 
and the Steel City Team Champs with Rich here and Martin. That's a really good format. I love the Team Champ games. So just a really um, we're not doing too bad on that. We're holding up. I mean, I wish my teammates were just as good as I was and <laughs> round, but we had a bad last round, didn't we? Like third round, we we were doing all right oh. rounds one and two, but myself and Martin both went into matchups that we probably should have won, and things just didn't quite go to plan. And so Dave's got oh. one game left to get some to get us back to two one for the round, but we're going to be one and two in terms of um, round victories. So. I mean, I'm not, conf- I'm not confident about this round since it's, I took, we took the short straw just so you guys had the easier round. Yeah. But d- 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 <laughs> we threw Dave under the bus so that me and Martin could get good matchups and we both lost. So it's not good. No. <laughs> no. Oh, well. I, think, I, I think during everything, you've got to take everything into consideration. I think X-Wing's been good to try to think. And I think most people agree the online tournaments have been really big, fresh breath for fresh air. Whether it's the ones that go for a couple of weeks, whether it's the let's do as many games as we can in a day sort of thing, the Gold Squadron ones. But I've really enjoyed X-Wing. I've really enjoyed just meeting new people, playing games. I think I've played Richard about 16 times now and lost 15. So <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> we do keep getting paired in tournaments. It's not just casual games, though, is it? We keep getting no, paired up in, like, everything. in a tournament <laughs> round three, Richard v. Dave. Right, here we go. Let's see what happens. And then, yeah, it's always the same. Either that or I, fl- I fly against Martin. It just seems to be the same two people every time. Yeah, so it's, it's been it's been a breath of fresh air for me. I think I'm trying out lists that I just never thought about trying. Nice. And well, I just said at the start of this that we had nothing to talk about, but what you two have just said implies that we definitely could have talked about something if we'd wanted to. But anyway. Yeah, but people have been busy. People have been yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. And we're back now, and that's all that matters. Indeed. So, and coinciding with our return, no doubt a complete coincidence, is there's been two kind of big things that have happened this week, or this past week. The first of which is uh, a points update released by FFG, and the second of which is like a slew of previews about uh, a bunch of releases happening in the rest of the year. So, in terms of points, we're not really going to talk about that. you can recommend that you go and listen to the latest 186 Squadron podcast. They do quite an in-depth dive on them, uh, and it's quite a good episode, so just go and listen to that if that's what you're interested in. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk through all of the previews and what we think looks exciting and what we think looks crap. Uh, yeah, so thanks very much to the excellent community on Reddit who've compiled the document that has all of the, uh, the previews in it. So we're just going to work our way through that and see what we think. I'm first up is the uh, the Thai RB, the Thai Heavy, or the Thai Brute. Rich, any thoughts? So my um, best mate, Ben, uh, his uh, X-Wing kind of faded away. He wasn't interested in anything. And he said to me yesterday, uh, I'm just going to get back into X-Wing so I can fly as many of those as I can put on the table. Because he said, they look really interesting and massive and chunky, and he's all about them. And I said, you realize they're medium-based, don't you? And you could see him getting wet. Like he was just excited <laughs> by the entire thing. It was uh, a bit ridiculous, to be honest, because um, they are massive. Like the the image that FFG have put up looks like they're about the same size as a normal Tie Fighter on a small base, and then you realise that it's a it's a medium base ship. So they are chunky. 
Um, it's definitely a tie fighter that's its vegetables, let's be honest. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's got a cool little rotating cannon that apparently is articulated, so on the model it's going to spin so you can move it forward and backwards in that slightly OCD way that um, I like to do um, with all of my guns and everything like that. So that's lovely. Um, in terms of the actual ship itself, um, I have no idea if it's going to be good or not. I mean, it's eight health and one agility, so it's in the kind of ballpark of like an arc um, or maybe the Y-Wing um, in terms of how um, long it's going to live for. Um, it's, got no sh- it's got no shields, though. So. Yeah, so it could it's just melt. No shields and a reinforce. So I think that's the first time we've seen a reinforce on something. Yeah, that's a bit weird. A white reinforce as well. That's kind of cool. It's going to be interesting to see what slots it has. Um, it's going to be interesting. We can do the caveat that now, um, how many slots it's got and where it comes in in terms of points, um, we don't need to talk about it. it depends on points anymore. Now we've said it once, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's gonna. I mean, it's an interesting ship. I mean, the the flagship pilot that they've put out, Rampage. Um, after you execute a speed three to four maneuver, you can choose a ship in your turret arc at range not to one, and if you do, that ship gains a strain or two strain if you are damaged. So you've got eight health and one agility. So you're probably going to be damaged. <laughs> so that's like super wedge um at i4 you know you just kind of fling that onto somebody give them a strain token and you only lose one strain per shot that you take don't you so you if you're throwing two strain onto somebody they're gonna be eating a an equivalent of a wedge out maneuver shot followed by the equivalent of a wedge shot from somebody else that can shoot at them so i i like yeah. it it's a bit nasty so in terms of, like, it is quite slow. So if you look at the dial, in terms of three and four speed maneuvers, it's got a four straight. That's it, for fours. And then the threes are a 3K, a three talon. Ooh, I didn't that, actually. A three hard, that is, all of those are red. And then three banks and a three straight. So it does oh, it, it, kind it, it of does, struggle. It doesn't go. have a blue three forward. That's a, an yeah. error on the image dial. I think um, one of the configs but... gives it a... Okay, it's or something. Yeah, it's got it's got a reasonable dial, but it's it's a slow medium ship. But it is a medium based ship, so you know it's got a white four straight. It, it's very reminiscent, actually, of the arc dial, except for it's got talons. Um, Less blue as well. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah the one bank on, on the arc. Yeah. I think the thing is though, it's so. Relevant to this a little bit is I play, I can't remember what his name is, but when the Fireball came out, I used the I-5 Fireball pilot without maneuver. So kind of like wedge-ish with two red dice. And the offense was often really, really underwhelming. The amount of times you just roll one hit. And that so. and the fact that you can get around the board quicker with the Fireball. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, his... a massive difference there. This, this is just going to chug along the board. It's... Yeah, but this guy's ability isn't just for his attacks, it's for your whole squad. So if you chuck one of these in, he debuffs something hugely, and then everything else just lights it up. Um, choose a ship in your turret arc at range not to one, so you can slam into somebody um, before uh, they move. So like a high initiative somebody. And if you do, that ship gains uh, a strain token or two if you're damaged. So... Like you're slamming into somebody like I don't know, Suntir or whatever, giving him two strain tokens. Even if he does a blue, he still is down one. If he doesn't do a blue, he's down two. And then the rest of the squad are the things that are shooting at it. Um so it's not about rampage, you know, negating yeah, somebody's it's it, support, it, isn't he? It's it's squad wide. 
So yeah. it's a massive, massive buff. I Just think. to say about he's not down two. Your strain is like stress. You're either strained or you're not. So even if you've got two strains, you still only roll one less dice, I believe. All right, down, down one twice. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, you can, you, but the ship's going to defend, lose one, and still have to. Yeah. Well, he's still yeah, going to yeah. have to. He's, he's even going to have to think he's even going to be multiple shops coming in where he's lost one less agility. Yeah. And there's a lot of two ship agility out there. And two, two greens. So he's going to be taking pain. But the interesting thing is the turret, you can just pop something on there as well. So, like, um, what have you got there? Let's have a look here. So, you can have a, is it cannon? Yeah. So, it's basically got the, the special forces ties thing for missiles, but for yeah. cannon. Uh, but interesting. interesting yeah. But the thing is, so as I pointed out on the live stream, the HLC is bullseye only. So, that won't work with, uh, no. with disability. Also, auto blaster, a lot of that, or some of the aspects of that, Revolver. Yeah, you've got you've got to be you've got to be in bullseye to get the extra dice. But if you're yeah. still outmaneuvered, if they're still outmaneuvered, um, I'd have to double check it to be honest off the top of my head. I, I think know. the thing what, they what kind of would you have on this? Well, the thing they pointed out on the stream on the stream that could potentially work was you you flip your turret to the back and you put a HLC on it, and then you've got a two dice turret out the back and a HLC out your bullseye. Because uh, great, it, yeah, it's not great, mm. but you know. I think it's it's possibly something run cheap. I was just looking at the other guy's ability. He's got another interesting one, which is um, to do with um, giving rerolls. Um, so it's if you're um, flanking, so in the side arcs of the uh, of the defender, um, the person who's attacking uh, would get to reroll. It's a bit limited because it's range not to two and so on. But it's again, there's a few squad support things here. So I, I get the feeling if we do see these, we're going to see them in kind of imperial salads. Um, mm. Mixed in with like mixed arms kind of things, um, given rerolls to two dice ships. I mean, do we know more... what initiative the squad squadron sentry is? Yeah, it's going to be a one, isn't he? No, there's a yeah. an I one and an I three generic. Okay. Okay. And then a three and four for the the named guys. And then in terms of yeah. upgrades coming in this pack, I'm going to assume that there's a new cannon. I can't see one in the spread, but. It would make sense, right? If this thing's got a cannon slot, it's going to be using its cannon in new ways. They might stick a new cannon in there. There's also, in terms of spoilers that we do know, it's got one called Dead Eye Shot, which is while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may spend a hit or change a crit to a hit. And if you do, the defender exposes one of its damage cards, which is basically Thane's ability, I think. Yeah, it's a bit dirty, though. I like that. I like that. That's good. I, I, yeah, I like it's... the I like the fact you can put an upgrade the put the um the upgrade on it just to give it some weird actions like you can get the barrel roll calculate or normally it's just a rotate calculate, but it can also take a focus as well. It's weird, I've never seen a ship that can take a focus and then do a maneuver into a calculate before. What do you mean? It's got a it's a droid. Oh is it? Yeah, yeah it, well, it's a it's a con, it's a config, but it looks like it, yeah. it's a, a no, like the conf- yeah. they don't have astromechs in the Imperials. They've kind of put it in as a config, but um, yeah, okay, you know, what, what do you call them? Can do barrel roll to calculate all the the sepi the sepi swarms, all the droid swarms, oh, yeah. barrel yeah. calculates and stuff. But, yeah, I, mean, but I mean, being yeah. able to have the focus as well, it just it just gives more options. So yeah. you can do the maneuverability and then still take a mod, or you can just take the focus. Yeah, I think that dead eye shot's interesting. It's slightly better than Thane in one sense because if you natty crits out of hand, you can 
just expose a damage card by dropping it down to a hit. So you're effectively getting a crit effect anyway. Um, but less good than thin because you can't pick which card is exposed. Yeah. It's a random. Um, but you know, you're still pushing the damage, so you're not spending a, a an active result if you roll a crit. Um or you can spend a hit if you really want to push a, a just flip a card. Like if you know it's a direct, you can flip it. Yeah. Um, or whatever. But it's interesting. And there's also the ion limiter thing that they've spoiled mm-hmm. as well, which is um pretty interesting, which is performing barrel rolls while stressed. And then an option of potentially taking a strain or an ion token, depending on what you roll on the dice. So um and restricted to tie, which means it'll be usable by the V Wing, which we'll come on to later on. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a it's a neat little thing. Um especially if it's just a um what's it called? A modification slot. Um, because every tie can take mods, but nobody ever bothers taking one. So um it'd be interesting to see if people start pushing those onto stuff just to give them a bit more um bit more zip. It's nice. It kind of feels a bit like, you know, TIE Fighters are good as like solitary blockers or in swarms. So this feels like maybe it's giving them a little bit extra so they can maybe start doing things other than that. Oh, I've just actually noticed it's a talent. Um, Yeah, it's a, on the next page of the document we're going down. It's a talent, the card's there. Um, So it's not a modification. So it'll be interesting to see if if it does actually get any play. Cool. Uh, next ship on our list to talk about is the Droid Tri Fighter. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited about this. Dave, do you have any uh, opinions? What do you think? I've been playing a bit of Separatist during lockdown and starting to fall in love with a little bit of, of the Droid Swarm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested about it. I mean, any little interceptor sort of thing, anything that can add a little bit of difference to to the droids. I'm gonna like. I mean, I just like the fact that it's got a free front. It's got a free, free dice cannon from the front. Free dice cannon, free agility, free hull, freeze all around. And I think it's a, just a nice attacking change from the two dice droids. I think it'll offer a little bit difference and change within the separatist. Be interesting yeah. to see. Again, uh... I don't want to say it, but I just want to see how many. I just really want to see what these guys can actually do. As in, how you partnered them up. I do like the i5 guy. But, um, yeah, actions are really good. The dial's actually absolutely outstanding. It has a 3k, 5k, one talent. Hard ones, if you've got a hard one, you've got to do it. The dial for this thing is pretty immense. It is basically a separatist interceptor. It's a great dial, yeah. Like, yeah. got blue two hearts and blue three hearts. Yeah. yeah. Any but any no ship thanks. that's got blue two hearts. Yeah, but it it's like it's the under droid. one talent. Yeah, yeah, it's the droid it's the droid style, isn't it? Like the, yeah. the tar the hards and the straights are blue, but the banks aren't, so it gives it that certain movement pattern which actually makes it um something that you can try and play against by coming in at the angles because you know they won't be able to get those things on. But the it's, actions it's really the actions are what do it for me. It's like, yeah. for example, you've got the barrel roll evade and the boost calculate. It just it's it's got the it's got a little bit of maneuverability, as well as having a great dial as well. And those blues are phenomenal. So you can like barrel evade out if you don't want to take shots hard three or two in next turn. Yeah, in the in the stream they spoiled that um, it's going to have a um, a modification or or something 
that mm -hmm. um, gets rid of network to calculate. So it's going to have network calculate, so it can you know get evade calculate on its three dice, um, which mm -hmm. will help it to live because it's only got three hole. Um, but something that has pre previously been spoiled is like the replacement for network calculate is you can't share other things, but when you do a calculate, you get two. Um, so they can actually be decent standalone fighters if they take that because they won't be relying on mm, other people's um, other ships. You could, Has that you been know, confirmed or is that still just a rumor? Um, so they've confirmed on the stream that there was a thing that would make them yeah. better when they were standing alone and but refused to confirm what it actually was. But then separately, there's been a leak that just connects too well to it, which is that they'll get the same ability that the... Um, what are they called? The scum IGs. IGs. That's him. That worst three pure. Yeah. yeah. Mo so, most so you could boost stuff. double calculate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but oh, you'd lose the ability to steal tokens. Uh, so yeah, but, I think, but with this ship, I don't think this ship's going to be in a swarm though. It's going to be something that's going to be flying around on its own anyway, and I think that's only going to make it stronger. I think it might be in a swarm, you know. Like it's definitely a, it seems a different a decent way of playing it. Like network calculations on a three agility ship is strong. Admittedly, yeah. only three holes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's super cool. Just like it seems like you could play it either way, and I really like it. Uh, I'm really interested in kind of when this comes out, and you know you've got the gunship coming out and stuff. Like just separatist soup lists could be really interesting. Because you can have all sorts of different stuff going on on all these different chassis, and I think, just think that seems really fun. Yeah, they definitely do. It's, it's just gonna—I think it's just gonna add a new dimension. Because playing around with a lot of aces, it'd be nice to see something that you could partner with, like say. What's the highest initiative that you can see on the spread? I five. The four. I was a five. It's a five. It's an yeah. I five. That's that's good because it gives them a seppies an, op an option outside of Sunfac for going above initiative four, doesn't it? Yeah. This is nice, like it gives them kind of an AC ship, because, I don't know, I think the uh, the Nantex, I don't know, it's not really done very well in the game, right? Because everyone hated Ensnare, so Ensnare went to ridiculously expensive, so no one can fly them there. So this kind of fills the role that you might have hoped the Nantex would fill. Yeah, there's just a bit of missing text on some of the pilot cards here, we're doing really nice to have seen what they actually are. I'm sure we'll find um, out soon enough. Yeah, there's also... Fearsome I three as well. So after placing forces, assign the fearsome pilot condition to one enemy ship. It'd be interesting to see what that is. I'd be interested to see what that is. Maybe some of the flips, yeah. flip things for them like passive mods. And if it is passive mods, again only speculating. I think that'd make it even stronger as well. Just reminds me of a like a separatist fang fighter. This I like it. Yeah, it's got this interesting config. Um, just I think before we skip on to the next one, because I'm just conscious that we're talking for ages and we've only been through two ships, but yeah. it's got an interesting config that if you're diving through obstacles, structures, or a huge ship, so for Epic, um, mm -hmm. or if you deployed, you can choose an enemy ship in your red front arc at range one to two, and that ship gains a strain token. So there's going to be some interesting... It's called the Mark Sable Closure, which I'm sure means something to somebody who knows the lore or something about these ships or is obsessively consumed the comics and, and all other Star Wars media, but it looks like an interesting little um little mechanic where you're able to do um maybe it's a suboptimal move, but again to buff the attacks coming in from your compatriots. Yeah. It also has that card that is like uh 
it's not on this sheet, surprisingly, but it's a card where basically, you know, in the lore, I think these things can get launched out of torpedo tubes from capital ships. So basically what happens is it arrives on the board like at mock speed. So for the first few turns of the game, you can go incredibly fast. Like you get you gain slam linked into a lock. Uh, which I think is pretty pretty test. Then it comes on. That's pretty yeah, I was actually going to mention that and then thought, oh, it mustn't be on this pack. It must be in the other CEPI release. And neither you've talked about it, no, it's definitely on this one. So, yeah, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out, isn't it? Um, I think it's good. Shall we move on to Slave One then? Let's do it. That's not a new ship. That's not a new ship. That's been out for ages. It's got green (laughs) on it. Yeah, I'm it's so um it's Django Fett's slave one. Um so and he's gonna be in the separatist faction. Um and it's got a fire spray dial and it hasn't changed, so it's the same fire spray dial we all know and love. Uh we know it's got Django Fett. He's an I six for the separatist yeah, faction. So there we go. We just talked about them only having uh Sunfac and now they've got Django Fett. Um and his ability while you defend or perform a primary attack if the difficulty of your revealed maneuvers or the colour of it is less than that of the enemy ship's manoeuvre, you may change one of the enemy ship's focus results to a blank result. Uh, So as long as you're doing blues, uh, then you're happy. As long as you're doing whites, you might be okay. Um, But yeah, you're you're messing about with your opponent's dice results there. It's not as good an ability as Boba's, but what is? What do you think of it? Uh, I don't think it's great. Like, the blues on the fire spray aren't terrific. And if you come up with something that, like, I don't know, say, Soontir or an A-Wing or an Ark, or all this stuff that have has good blues and I'm going to be doing them a lot, he's just a fire spray? And fire sprays aren't, don't survive on chassis alone? But he's moving after everything, though. Yeah, but he doesn't have the Slave 1 tile that we know you presumably will have a title, but the Slave 1 title that we know at the moment is Scum Only. So he'll so presumably in- have something different. So interestingly, R4 won't affect this. So things that rely on R4 to give them better blues because it's the revealed manoeuvre. So it's the negative side of the Covenel combo, which is you're revealing a white, but it's being made blue. But when you check the colour of your revealed manoeuvre, it's what colour is printed on the dial. So... It's an interesting little... He'll have some people that he really does predate on massively that rely on doing whites and reds, but yeah. I think I think he's it's a bit it's a bit niche, so his ability's going to be his I6 and he can boost. Um, but, like... That, uh, I think if there's a way he can get passive mods on his red dice, that's that'll be good, because then he can do a blue most of the time, boost to reposition, and still be able to mod his dice beyond the Changing the focus to a blank. He's going to have a crew slot. He's going to have a gunner slot. Um, we've seen a few other cards have been released. So we've got um, a Boba Fett um, baby Boba um, mm-hmm. potentially coming in with a, a gunner ability um, as well. Uh, so he's got, while you perform an attack, if there are no other ships in the attack arc, you can change your focus to a hit. So there's a passive mod. Um, have they got a way to get a force crew? They have. They've got people like Dooku and stuff, haven't they? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, you know. so one, th- one thing I'll say about Boba Fett is, do you remember all the way back in 1.0, when the Silencer first came out, 
it had a title card, and one of the parts of that title card was if there are no other ships in the attack arc, you can reroll a dice. And it was mm-hmm. crap because it was incredibly hard to do that. Oh, it was once you could reroll all dice that, but it was um, the. No, yeah. there was two parts to it. There was once you could reroll all your defense dice by discarding it, but also the there was you could reroll one on offense if there was no one else in the arc, and I just right, never yeah. triggered that part. Of yeah, it's it great for end game, but terrible at any other point. Yeah. So we'll see, and and we're kind of living in the world of generics at the moment, right? It's very rare to see a two ship list. They seem to be three to seven-ish. So yeah. I think this doesn't seem very good to me, to be honest. Yeah. There is some condition cards, though, that might... There's a ton of condition cards, yeah. Yeah, they might change it up a little bit, but then from what we're seeing right now, as much as I'm excited about having an i6 in Separatus that isn't Sunfark, I think what's going to make this ship is what goes on it. And I think it's just going to be a bit expensive. Well, see, price point will be interesting because if you look at Boba, he's 86 right now, mm-hmm. and you'd expect a six to be higher. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually a decent, like a few points cheaper than Boba, just because his mm-hmm. ability is nowhere near as good. Yeah, and he's not going to get the um, the slave one title in Sc- that Scum have got. It's going to be a different slave one title if they've got a title at all. I assume um, they will. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things that does come in the pack um, is Hondo Anaka. Um, who uh, he's got a, an interesting thing. It's not on this thing that we're looking at, but um, basically he's um, he's been thematically designed um, in a fantastic way, which is that whenever you do Hondo's thing, um, which I think is an action, you pick two ships from the same faction, and they can either be your opponent or yours, um, and they have to be within range three of each other or range two of each other, and one of them gets a jam and the other one gets a coordinate. Um, so if you really want to jam one ship, you can jam it, but your opponent gets to, you know, take a focus or a lock or a barrel roll or whatever with another ship to do something different. Um, or if one of your ships is out of the fight and not really doing anything interesting, you can jam it. Um, it doesn't really matter. And then, uh, the other guy's going to get to take a, a coordinated action to do something. Do you get to clever. choose what coordinated action they get to take? Uh, no, it's I not think... been confirmed, but it's more likely that the owner of the ship chooses oh, the action that the ship takes. Yeah. It'd be nice to jam barrel someone out of arc. That would be too boost. strong. Like the chance to, yeah. to coordinate someone to boost them so they have to go off the board and stuff. It'd be too strong. I think this seems super cool. Like it's thematic hmm. for that for that character. But also in terms of like within separatists, seeing as we're talking about Django. Um it seems really good to just jam a droid, like a vulture droid, with network calculations and then coordinate something good. Like I think there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff you can do with this. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Should we um should we jump onto the V Wing? Let's crack mm-hmm. on. Okay, so V Wing is a new one for Republic. Um it's the forerunner for the TIE. So I mentioned earlier, um it's got a thing that allows it to take um TIE specific upgrade cards, um, which I think the Ion Delimiter Override or whatever it's called is the is the first one that's actually in game. Um it's got an interesting dial. Um all the twos are blue, three and four straights, so it's very interceptory. Um well, like and TIFO. Th- yeah, yeah, but it's uh is it shieldless? No, it's like it's an A-wing stat. Two shields, two hulls, two shields. Yeah, it's A-wing stats. 
So it's two three two two. So that's good. Um, and then yeah, actions. It's got boost into target lock, um, which is okay, I guess. Um, and then focus target lock and and a red barrel roll, which isn't great having your uh, barrel roll is a uh, stressful. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's another um, it's another ship for the uh, the Republic to compete in the same slot as the um, the Jedi interceptors and the Naboo starfighters and all of the fast, fairly low hull, low agility, um, low attack dice. So. I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited by the ship at all. To be honest, it seems a bit bland. I was until I found out that it only had two front dice, like two two dice. Yeah. I think. Once once I found it had two dice, I'm like, eh, really? Look, you'll need to see how it compares. Delta. Yeah, you'll need to see how it compares to a torrent. Hmm. Like right now, it just, it's going to be more than a torrent. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is bad, right? It doesn't necessarily fill a different role, but. I don't know. Yeah, I'm struggling to see what's what's interesting about this. The one. only difference yeah. that this does with the torrent is it can get around the board quick. That's it. I mean, it's it's designed that's, for an interceptor true. there, but is an improvement from just the delta. I, um, so. I don't think it'll be an improvement on the delta because it's just too lightweight, too front dice, no bullseye ability. It might too, too. make oddball good. I don't know because I look at it and I think you're either going to be taking a focus. Or a boost into a lock, which leaves you with no defense dice. Now, the thing that's interesting that they have spoiled is um, Willif Tarkin, before he becomes oh. a Grand Moff in charge of the Death Star, um, apparently flies one of these. Um, who knew? Um, he's Initiative 3, um, and his ability is um, thematic compared to what Moff Tarkin crew does. Um, so he allows, um, in the system phase, another friendly ship to take a free target lock. Um, on something that he has locked. So, um, yeah, it's very, very similar to his um, his crew ability. Um, and to me, that's a bit interesting because it was one of the themes I noticed coming through a lot of the new pilot abilities, um, and we'll see some of them later on, um, is that it's about free action for a bit of a cost. Um, so, you know, there's a, a challenge to when you do it or how you do it, but you know, pushing more action economy into the game, um, which is a change from the start of second edition where they've said, you know, we know how strong double actions are, so we're going to make it an effort for you to get them. Um, it's become apparent that good lists are lists where things have got easy access to double mods as before, um, and those double mods are becoming easier to access with assorted force crew and different abilities and squad-wide abilities, so... Yeah. yeah. There's, a couple of, there's a couple of upgrades that come with this pack, like the new Astromex as well, and it's one that ignores obstacles. So that's a shock destroyed. Yeah. I'm yeah, not sure about Tarkin. Yeah, anyway. New bombs as well. New bombs. It's going to have thermal detonators with it. So in first edition, they did a damage and a stress. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but what's, what's the other bomb? Is, that, have we got, have, is it just thermals? Uh, there's tokens for just thermals, but there's four. Um, in the okay. there's four tokens in the pack, which implies that it's gonna have. It's got a lot of charges on the spread as well, and mm. they never put cardboard on that's not used. So, um, four charges on the spread is um implies that there's gonna be an awful or a load of charges. Sorry, implies that these thermals are gonna be cheap as chips. So whether they do 
one dice damage plus a stress or something different. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's a new bomb again. So that's interesting. It's nice. There's, like a cost, there's, there's a config here that lets you, when you're doing a primary attack, you may spend a lock on the defender to change one of your plan or focus to a hit. Yeah, and that's so a bomb. Two slot. dice with that, it's going to probably going to guarantee. It's kind of like optics. Yeah, but a weird way of doing it. Yeah, and optics lets you have the focus. Well, uh, this is better than optics because you can change the focus or a blank to the hit. So as long as you roll well, one it's hit, kind of, you get I'm two not, hits. Is it? So no, like yeah. the same. focus, focus blank is bad. Double focus is bad. But you get the lock as well, so you can re-roll. So you have to spend the lock. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's kind of. But you don't have anything for defense. No. And it's really nice, like from say you're on the five A wings with optics. It's really nice to just have take the focus and know that it's a good action for whatever may happen. Whereas no, this, you're kind of exposing yourself a bit. I don't like anything where you you maneuver it into a target lock, though. Personally, it's better than like the E wing because they can take it rather than mm. maneuvering into not being allowed to take a target lock. Better than <laughs> an E wing because it's not an E wing. Hey, they're cheaper now. You can get yeah. four in a list. You could before. No one took them. Yeah. Can we move on to the next ship? Can we yes, move on to let's the next go. Let's, Dave, you seem excited. Tell us. Oh, about am I excited about this? I cannot wait. I've been dying for this ship since I saw um, Jason paint some, paint some up for people. But I'm really looking forward to this. It's the ETA 2. I think after flying Jedi for so long, I just want a better ship. And I would trade the shields for the config for CLT automatically on there. I really would. So it's got three, three dice bullseye, so you CLT already on there, and then you've got two dice normal primary, three agility, three shields, three force. I really three hull, not shield. It has oh, sorry, no three hull, sorry. Three hull, three shields, but if you find the aces properly, you don't need shields. Um, I'm not going to lie, the dial on here is just as phenomenal as the last one. I really love the two talon. I think that's a nice change up from the two sloop. Yeah, and interesting. It's the first example of a purple maneuver. Yeah, you I have really to like the force. Yeah, you do your purple, purple talon, which I actually really like. And you're not stressed. You can do your. You can, well, if you want to get rid of your force really quickly, I'm assuming you can do your initiative controls during the system phase. You may perform. Also, there's a pre pre movement barrel or boost as well. Oh, yeah, I'm looking so, forward to so rather than the what the the deltas have, it's. During the system phase, you may perform a purple barrel or a boost action, uh, which is quite cool, I think, because you can like, uh, you block stuff and then reposition that around. I think what I really like about this as well is the target lock's purple now and the evade is just normal. I think in those difficult situations, just being able to take a white evade and yeah. have force yeah. just makes yeah. this phenomenal. One thing I love flying about it, Quizzy and my implicit at the moment is just that if, I, if it if things come down to rough end, I'll just take an evade and up two force. It's yeah, I haven't noticed that before. That, that's a way to make those three hull last a long time, is if you're yeah. Anakin and you've got three force, just taking um, your evade token and have an evade three force and just go, go on then. You can shoot at me, and if you're not doing four, uh, three hits, you're not going to push damage. Um, I mean, so. I really love... Well, I don't know if I love them yet, but I really like how cinematic the abilities are on these two new ships as well. Yeah. So you've got Anakin, after you or a friendly Obi-Wan Kenobi ship at range 03 executes Muna. 
if there's if our sorry if there are more enemy ships in the other friendly ships right range zero to one that ship or you may spend one force if you do that ship removes one red token of your choice so i just think them working together it's just really cool and then obi-wan after you are a friendly anakin at range not to three executes a new if there are more enemy ships than a friendly ship at not to one that ship spends one force if you do that ship gains one force token yeah it's just so the same just, the, just, it's the same isn't it so, yeah, really and it, like but that. it works on themselves, so you don't have to fly them together. So that was one thing I thought was, oh, hang on a minute, have they got a blank pilot ability? But it's not to three, so um, it works on yourself if you stick just one ship in. Yeah. And interestingly, um, Obi-Wan works with any Anakin. Um, mm -hmm. So he works with uh, Naboo N1 Anakin, Y-Wing Anakin, any future Anakins that turn up. Um, but uh, yeah, Anakin the only works with uh, he only works with one Obi-Wan, though, because there only is one Obi-Wan. So... Um, yeah, <laughs> which one? I mean, well, there's the Aether Sprite as well as the this one. Oh, there's the Aether Sprite yeah. in this one, yeah. I suppose. You can use the Aether Sprite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also interested in some of the new pilots as well, so I really like Sakura. I mean, I've always been a big fan of her in lore anyway, but while enemy shipping your bullseye arc performs an attack if the defender is friendly and at range 0 to 2, the defender may change one plan result to an eyeball result. So it's just another support ship as well. But I think I think that's a better upgrade than Luminari. No, no, yeah, Luminara, Luminara nerfs the attack. This is um, what do you call it? This is Barris. This is oh, Barris, sorry, Barris. But, yeah, um, I just think this is better than Barris. Possibly. It reminds me a lot of Tally. Yeah. yeah. Always bringing it back to A wings as I can. But, but... she's I, but she's I five as well though. So yeah, so Tally. These ETAs. Oh. Yeah, the she's other one that's interesting hard. from lore and is um, Shakti. Um, mm -hmm. Who in lore she's the um, the one who is the clone commander, isn't she? Um, right. So she's um, trains all the cl all the clones in Clone uh, War cartoons. Um, so her ability is something like you can spend any for uh, any force charge from friendly ships at range not to two, and then that ship can do something. So she's got an ability that allows her to basically tell. It's like a coordinate again, but mm -hmm. it's start of the engagement phase. So whatever that ability that that ship may do if it's perform an action that's really powerful at the start of the engagement phase so you know stick it on somebody load of lower force things can do whatever and then engagement phase they all just do whatever they want um any force charger from friendly ships at range not to so it could be any number of ships so it's like a multiple ship coordinate so i can see her on a crew carrier leading like a, maybe a bunch of jedi knights or something maybe but it depends on what that ability is but it's interesting i mean she's i4 thematic. as well which isn't it isn't too bad as well yeah i4 and oh, then yeah, there's that little pilot isn't she yeah yeah and then there's also that um unknown little named you um not yoda yoda pilot at i3 that potentially is going to be on there but we're not 100 percent sure of it yet but it's got, only got a small name and it's i3 and he's yeah. green I think the internet and the the um, fuzzy picture squinters who can see through their NDAs have decided that um, it's it's Yoda definitely, but nobody's quite sure what his ability is. Um, I know. But... I, I hope it is, and I hope he's got a decent ability. But we'll have to wait for that because, like we said, no one knows. Yeah, and uh, finally, Anakin Skywalker gets um, RTD two. Oh, finally, he gets better and... better regen. Oh. It's a really good RTD2 as well. It's a really good card. <laughs> he's going to be expensive because yeah. he's got two charges, but it's two charges and do whatever you want. So mm -hmm. um, 
you can, uh, and it's a deplete token, so it's not a disarm, and then you can get a card, uh, you can repair a damage card, recover a shield, or remove a device um, at range not to one, so you can use it to buzz uh, get rid of buzz droids. Um, so you can just get rid of a bomb as well. As yeah, bomb, buzz droids, anything. Um, after you activate, you can spend it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. suppose if, yeah, if, yeah, so if a, somebody drops a bomb on you, you can just use RTD2 to remove it before it detonates at the end of the activation phase. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. also, after you activate, is a much better timing window than the other regen droids because you get to basically see where you are. So if you're Annie at I6, you go, well. I haven't got a shot, so I don't care about having a deplete. So let's regen a shield. Yeah, There's no consequence. Yeah, it's powerful. Oh, I just realised that it's not to one, so you can mm-hmm. at I can pass it I six after you activate, you can move, and if you're in range one of a of that proton bomb, you can just say, oh, "I'll tell you what, I'll spend a charge and not have that proton bomb there anymore." Yeah, it um, will be expensive though, won't it? What like twelve yeah, yeah. points? Yeah. Well, how much is R2 for? How much is R2D2 nine. across the board now? Nine. He's na- nine on an I3 ship, I think. Maybe it's more than that. He's expensive. Three agility. already. Yeah, three, three agility, I should say, yeah. So an R2 Astromech is nine points on a three agility ship. And this is better than that by a fair yeah. margin. So. Yeah. Um, and here's but, another ability that's come out is um, Trance. At the beginning of the engagement phase, if no ship is in your front arc, you can take a deplete to recover a force. So, hey, I'm not getting a shot. I'll take an extra force back. Oh, oh so much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good? It's like you could do the t- you could do the two talon purple and go. Well, they've moved out of my way. It's all right. I'll just take a deplete. I think they've realised that people want to be able to spend force on cool stuff, um, so they're giving them a way to get it back. But there's another one, Evasive Maneuvers, um, which allows you to spend a force to do like a Daredevil boost. So instead of paying for it with stress, you're uh, spending a force to do a turn boost. Um, and the pack does also come with a hyperspace docking ring, but it's only relevant for Epic because otherwise it would be terrible. So it'll look kind of cool for a bit, and then they'll never come out of my box, I guess because they'll just stay somewhere where they're not being played with. But there's a lot of reference to structures in some of the upgrade cards above. Is the docking ring a structure? That's something that has not yet been revealed, I think. Oh, so you might be able to just dump it onto the map. The previous yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to be compared. I do, I do like those new um, force um, abilities. I think they're pretty cool. I really like the evasive maneuvers one. I think that just opens up a lot of the dial. You can spend a force to do a hard boost. Yeah, if that's just a force power, I can see that going on if it's not like a modification or something. But I can see, see that being a bit expensive as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I just think the ability to be able to pre, pre-move pre system's barrel roll into a boost like to spend a force to... I, I, just, I can just see that just being quite... Oh, God, yeah, you could use... Um... You could use the systems phase intuitive controls to do a purple barrel roller boost, which yeah. you could spend a second force on. So you could use to two force to basically yeah. do a daredevil boost instead of a normal boost. And then just five out of the way. Yeah. It'd be yeah. a bit nasty. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, would, you wouldn't really ever use it unless it was one of those awful kind of, enough, I don't do this, I die situations. But, um, yeah. Interesting. So just, just to say, uh, 
I'm not 100% sure that these are like, obviously there's a lot of guesswork and people squinting at stuff. But if you look at that trance thing, I'm looking, I remembered it being different. So I've gone back and seen what other people have transcribed. And they've said that it is, you can take a deplete token at the start of the engagement phase if you have a target to choose at, not if you don't. Okay. Which is okay. quite different. So like everything Very we're different. saying with, is a little bit of pinch of salt until we actually see the cards. Yeah, true. But I think that latter version was more interesting and probably better. Yeah, it's one of those. Inter- I mean, if you've got somebody to shoot at, you're going to take a deplete, then you get an extra force back. So it's the whole a shot with a mod is better than a shot without a mod with more dice. Um, always has been the case. Don't boost into range one instead of taking a modification at range two. Um, so I think yeah. if you're aiming up your bullseye and you're positioning well, you're still going to get two to three dice off, depending on rage. Yeah, and on stuff like, because this isn't Republic only, I think this is just a, a light side force power. So mm-hmm. you can start putting on Ray. So Ray is a way of getting force back. Maybe on Kanan in the Ghost, because their guns are so mm-hmm. big, maybe you don't mind losing a dice. But also at the same time, maybe the their guns are so big, that's the point, so losing a dice is bad. I don't know. But it's an interesting thing. Can we move on to the Repo- uh, the Resistance box now? Yes. Okay. Well, before we talk about the resistance box, let's just talk about one thing, which is that there's kind of a new maneuver in the game. The uh, the new gunship that's coming out in September, I can't remember what it's called because I'm not a real Star Wars fan. Uh, it has something that's called a side slip. So on one of its configs, it says after you reveal a bank, you can turn uh, either after you reveal a bank or a turn, you must perform that maneuver as a side slip. Uh, and what a side slip is, is is it's basically a barrel roll. So you line your the the line down the middle of the template with the line on the edge of your base, and then you move to the other end of the template, and you stay facing in the same direction. So you yeah, can do a you... hard barrel roll. No, it's um it's whatever template. So if you've dialed in a three bank, you okay, do like okay. an echo D cloak forwards, but you can't use the wiggle room at the front end of the template. You do like kind of side to side hash mark movement and you have to go forwards. But if you do a three turn, you're doing the same thing. So it's almost like a like a quasi talon roll sort of a thing. Okay. Yeah, you're kind is of strafing it, around. Yeah. Is it Dallin Oberos had that ability after he could take a stress to turn his ship ninety degrees at the end of any ordinary maneuver or whatever? Yeah, um, in the the Star Viper. In the Star Viper. So yeah, it's it's like um, it's a bit bonkers, like where you could potentially go, but um, you do have to telegraph it. So, like, like two things I said on stream was one is you can't go backwards, um, so you can't align the ship so that you'd be not going forward. So you 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 have to do that. And the other one is that it has to be telegraphed to turn before. Um, so the inactive would be, um, you know, whatever you may flip this card in a certain phase, and then you know. And that the next turn, they're either going forward or they're side slipping. So you kind of know roughly where they're going to be. You still won't yeah. know what side they're going to go, what speed they're going to do, or anything like that. But it also um, has a it has a hard stop as well. Okay. So it can stop. So basically, yeah, you've got this giant kind of semicircle in front of you as to where it could be. So it's kind of hard to guess. But its banks are, its three banks are red, and its one banks are red, two banks white. So it's like you are stressing yourself to use it. Yeah, so it's very similar just to Oberos's ability then, because you aren't going to end up stressed at the end of it. Unless, yeah. you know, they're just doing the two. I mean, it, it, it's going to be easy to kind of 
assess based on board state. You know, it's just another interesting dynamic, and it looks exciting moving forward. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that makes me just scratch my head when I face a separatist list across the board, and I just believe what they tell me it can do because I can't <laughs> understand half of what the cards say. So I just yeah, it's, it's going to be it. OP for the first couple of months of release when everyone forgets what I can do, and then yeah. you just bamboozle them. Mm-hmm. All right, now you can talk about resistance pilots. Go on, Polly. It's all, all over right. to you. So it's so this is the first of the promised ace packs um so they spoiled uh months ago like months and months ago now that they were going to start releasing uh, or re-releasing content based on new media and they spoiled that the first one was going to be resistance and it was all going to be rise of skywalker themed stuff so everybody kind of went oh this is gonna be crazy because you're gonna get Temin uh, snap wexley maybe he's in an a-wing because he's in an a-wing in the movie you might, might get wedge gunner for the falcon you might get upgraded falcon with old lando in it all this stuff that appeared in the movie. So now they've spoiled some cards. Oh, we still don't know what's actually going to be in the movie itself. He was in the trailer. Come on. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can't... Um, well, we don't know everything that's going to be in this, but they have um, spoiled a couple of key things. So they've spoiled new versions of Temin in an X-Wing. So Snap Wexley in a new X-Wing as Black 2 and Poe Dameron in his newly paint-schemed thing. Um, it's going to come out with a couple of new paint-schemed uh, T-70s and a new paint-schemed A-Wing um, in it as well. Um, so three ships, so expect it to be in the kind of 45 quid-ish range probably for a box, um, if that kind of sticks to current stuff. But um, yeah, so the uh, get to the abilities. And I know Tim's going to jump in it in a second when we start talking about the A-Wings, but I'm going to start with the X-Wings. Um, so Tim and Wexley, um, Snap, um, at the start of the engagement phase, each friendly T-70 X-Wing at range 0-3 can gain a strain to flip its equipped config upgrade, and if it does, it gains a calculate token. So um, on engage, uh, everybody can take a strain uh, and get a calculate, and then everybody takes a target lock, and then you all get double modded shots, um, and everybody loses <laughs> one green dice. But uh, if you're all shooting at one ship um, or whatever, then it might be worth it. Um, so that's cool. Um, so it's like a, a squad-wide um, upgrade, which I think is awesome. And then Poe. Um, so Poe's basically got the same ability for new Poe, but he's called the Resistance Commander now instead of Trigger Happy Flyboy. Um, and after a friendly ship at range 0-2 performs an action during its activation, you can spend two charges. So he's got two recurring charges, so he can do it every other turn. Um, if you do, that ship can perform a white action, treating it as red. So it's his own ability, but squad-wide, so any ship can get a double-modded attack, which I think is really cool. It's really neat. Um, Do you think it's good, though? Uh, it's more likely to see play than the current version, because uh, you can toss that action to other people, so he can fly around, be nearby, be threatening himself as an I-6, but um, if he's still got a target locked you're not thinking you have to do something with it you can toss it to somebody else or whatever um i don't know um i don't want to say the horrible phrase that we said we wouldn't say too much at the start um poe in his current iteration is too expensive um he should be better than he is considering the cost um this if he's much cheaper than he currently is then you'll see him everywhere um if he's around the same as his current cost then you'll see him about as much as you currently do, which is middle to low tables, and occasionally somebody will do reasonably well with him and everyone will be a bit surprised. 
Um, but it'll be less about the pilot card and more about the person actually setting the dials and chucking the dice. I think this ability pose better than the original Paul. I'm 2.0. Just because you, you've got the choice to give it to someone else. Yeah, but only every two turns. That's Yeah, that's correct. I but... think my issue with it is that the reason Poe isn't particularly good is that for the price that he costs, seven health isn't a loss with two, two green mm. dice. So you need to be repositioning. and You need to be using multiple actions to try and keep him alive. And now every second turn, you're just not going to be able to do that and he's going to die. Basically, I, I think, worry. yeah, I think it's there's there's so many many things wrong with the current pole that you have to either load loads of points onto him and then keep him out of the fight until he can engage safely, or try and run him as cheap as you can, which is what most people do, and just acknowledge that he's going to die and somebody's going to get sixty eight points or whatever it is that he costs, or seventy two points once you put the astromech on him. Um, and yeah, the question is whether he can get that many points back for you if he can trade up, and usually he doesn't. Um, T70s aren't helped by the fact they've got an incredibly, um, an, an incredibly easy to predict dial as well, so it's they're quite easy to block. Um, yeah, um, I don't know, I think we'll see Temin, um. Because it's particularly in uh, multi T70 squads like quad T70s, because he gives a nice option for double modding stuff to everything, um, and it's a choice whether they take it or not. But um, well, it's at the start of the engagement phase, so um, it's not. Yeah, make in a strain token, so you don't have to do it. So yeah, you don't have to do it. But like, all right, you two can take a strain token and get a free calculate because you know you're out of being shot at and the rest of us will just keep our focus on our two green dice i think we'll see temin so um you don't sound convinced colum no i'm not but that's are fun. you convinced by merle copper no and the starbird slash so no <laughs> okay uh, so merle tim got quite excited by this I think just because he's called Merle, <laughs> and that's a fun name to say. Tim can jump in and defend himself at any point here, if he so chooses. But what Merle's ability is, is while a friendly ship at range 0-2 performs a primary attack, if you were in the defender's bullseye arc, the defender rolls one fewer defense dice. Uh, and he's an I-1. So I think this guy is good if he's the same price as a Blue Squadron recruit. If he's one point more expensive, he's not. Good. Boo. Boo you. <laughs> I so, just don't see it, man. Right, because you've got to stay at... They've got to be at range not to two. And one of the strengths of the A-wings is they can spread out and get their arcs all over the place. And then you've got to be in their bullseye, so you're getting shot. I'm like, if he's any more expensive than a Blue Squadron recruit, you like, just blocking stuff is, is good. My my thoughts on this are, and, and obviously it it does fall in the category of depending on points, which we obviously don't want to say too much, but depending on those points, how much you pay for this ability, it may only trigger once every now and again, but there is potential for pushing through maybe three, four, five damage. Like one thing I found with the A-Wings is that because they're rolling two red dice, they can struggle against three agility ships. Because they just keep rolling enough paint that they can modify it to 
to that so that two damage just doesn't get pushed through so that could be quite useful but equally it might have the uh, opposite effect of your opponent might be more scared of the ability and not want to take the damage and then might use their actions to reposition as opposed to take other mods so it could have a knock-on effect now obviously it depends what tax you're paying because um, I completely agree um, like I in my 5 a wing list you know the very similar you know sort of the standard a wing list I'd be very reluctant to drop um, you know Zari or Greer um, and you know tally or easy to a certain extent as well um, so it, it depends if he fits into that five ship list but there was also other you know five ship resistance lists knocking around so they, they could be could find it useful in there and then there's other ships that have abilities that rely on them rolling more green dice like you might stop heroic triggering in other resistant lists maybe i don't know i mean I th i'd be very interested to try him out and see how he does basically yeah Maybe. I, I mean, I think the immediate comparison of like what is comparable to it in the game at the moment would be a Blue Squadron recruit with Intimidation. And that's not something you see people clamoring to put in their lists. Right? I mean... They're slightly I mean, different, but... Yeah, the, you do see Intimidation thrown into the five A-wing list sometimes. Um, sometimes. I think it's normally, normally dropped onto Zari if it's put on anybody. Because um, she can bump, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Max Brooks on the stream said, you know, if you're shooting the, this ship, it's the little A-wing that's, you know, not really worth shooting at. So he did intimate that it was going to be a cheaper ship. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, but it's going to be more expensive than a box standard initiative one A-wing. It might be, but, you know, if it's got less talent slots, like if it's got one talent slot, then it comes in at the same. It might be a little bit more, but we have seen kind of I1 named pilots being cheaper than generics in other factions, um, yeah. although, albeit higher initiative generics in other factions. So A-Wings have, have been the same price as generics. Like at one point, Zari was the same price as the Green Squadron. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it can happen. So the other thing I mentioned earlier was the, the thing that's obviously been pushed into the A-Wings pack to make resistance A-Wings even better, but um, it works with Rebel A-Wings as well, uh, which is the Starbird Slash, which is a new talent that after you fully execute a manoeuvre, you can choose an enemy ship you moved through. Um, that ship gains a strain token. Uh, then, if you're in that ship's firing arc, you gain a strain token. Uh, so you can jump over the top of somebody and they take a strain. Um, and if you go front to back to jump over them, then uh, they get a strain, but you don't. Um, if you go back to front and jump over them, you both get one. Um, I think this is interesting because it plays on the fact that um, A-Wings like to cycle in and out of combat, so it's you know doing a five straight over the top of somebody and they get a strain while you clear out of combat and then all of the other ships are cycling in to then take advantage of the fact that you've strained that ship. Um, I don't think it's as good on Rebels as it is on Resistance, in fact it's not because Resistance no, the turret is not makes a rear different. turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how if they point it differently for the two factions because it's clearly better on the RZ2s, um, or whether they just keep it as the same cost. Um, so it'll be interesting. Look, look, look at how people play, Rich. I just think that title in itself is just better than Mill, just for the way that people are playing. I think Mill's going to be too situational. I think that is something that's going to happen more often than not with your A-Wings. I mean, I could see Merle with it. You know, he flies in, he uses his ability in the turn, and then if he lives, he flies over the top of them with a starboard slash, and... You know, he's debuffing them 
you know, two turns on the trot. And then, you know, then he cycles back round again if he's still alive and, and goes again. Danger uh, is with an I-1 is that if he does that, you, the ship might just have a blue manoeuvre dialed in, in which case the strain goes away immediately. Huh. Yeah. But that's an interesting decision point, isn't it? It's yeah. counterplay because you think, oh, he might fly over me here and drop a strain on me, so I can't do a or I can do a K-turn, but then I'll be strained and tokenless, or I don't want to do a white move because I'll keep that strain and I'll maybe end up in... So, you know, it tries to force decision points on people, I guess. So I, I think it's interesting. Um, the other stuff that they spoiled in the pack is pretty cool. Um, the overdrive thruster, which is a modification for the T-70. So calling back to the ginormous engine strapped on the back of Black One at the start of whichever the second movie was called, I think it was, where he joists a dreadnought. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> Which is um, when you perform a red boost barrel roller slam action, which we shouldn't talk about red slam actions because um, FFG didn't think about that when they put it in. Uh, you must use a template of one speed higher if able. So if you perform a red boost, you can do a two straight or a two bank or a red daredevil boost, um, which is uh, would be a two turn daredevil boost or a barrel roll. Again, you'd be doing uh, two speed barrel rolls. Uh, so that's pretty nasty. Or a red mm. slam action. Be interesting to see how you do a red slam action. Um, if that means that you could, you know, four straight into a 5k with near numb and then clear all your stress at the end of it and take some more actions. Um, that kind of nonsense um, is potential. Um, but that this seems like it's going to be really interesting. It is unique, so you can't fill a squad up with them, unfortunately. Um, what do you guys think of that? I think it's great. I like it. I think it's super good. Yeah, no more really to be said about that, is there? I think, yeah, I think a two... It's better than Black One. Yeah. Yeah. I think a two-speed barrel roll is incredible. Yeah, it's like the ultimate get-out-of-dodge, isn't it? And it's... Um, I it's think the... there's just no charges on it. It doesn't look like there's yeah. charges on it. It's just you no. use it. It's universal. You just use it as much as you want. I think that's way better. Yeah, so, I mean, more. The, the T-70s have got... Um, I don't think how they get a red boost. Um, oh. Yeah, oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, Poe. But um, they've all got, if their foils are closed, they've all got focus into barrel roll. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, um, yeah, that's a proper get out of dodge. Just do a three bank and then a two speed barrel roll and you're, you know, pushed yourself out to range three with a focus before something shoots at you. Um, and yeah, you can do it anytime you want, or even closing your foils, because if you do a two-speed barrel roll, you're going to get a bullseye, so you're still getting your maximum dice anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty dirty. Um, I like it. Um, the other thing... Super fun as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very thematic, again. So they've yeah. gone for theme a lot on a lot of this stuff, which I always approve of, because uh, it allows you to shout movie quotes and do things for the memes, which yeah. is always great laugh. <laughs> I just um, know first when this box comes out, first list I put on the table will have this on Poe. No matter how much it costs, yeah. it just will be. It will be oh, there. Almost definitely. Almost definitely. Um there's a couple of other cards that they've spoiled as well um here, which are from maybe different factions. Kind of getting to the bottom of the list now. I've got Commander Pyre, who's a first order um thing, uh crew, which is uh, a setup ability after placing forces, choose an enemy ship, it gains two stress tokens. At the start of the game, uh, while you defend, if the attacker is stressed, you can re-roll a defense die. So it's got an ongoing ability um, of allowing people to get defensive re-rolls, a bit like Sloan, uh, but only on the, the person carrying the crew. Um, what do you think of that, being able to double-stress somebody in setup? It seems good, right? Mm. Like, you, I, 
you're stopping them from doing what they want to do at the beginning. Yeah, but like you just go, all right, I'm just going to blue forward and then blue forward again. And but that's in a lot of situations, that's not great. Like, say, if you've got this guy in one of the new shuttles that's coming out, and then a bunch of TIFOs that can go five straight. Like, if you just go blue straight, blue straight into the maw of the swarm, you're not particularly happy, are you? So, like, if you are double stressed and you blew one bank and then blew one bank again and it's cleared, you're not going to be shot at until you're not going to be shot at in the first turn. So, you're still going to get your mods. I guess, I mean, you could catch, but it just seems like you won't use it, to be honest. It really does seem like you won't use it. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure it'll see play. It seems pretty situational. Seems like, seems like you, you might get an advantage from it once. Because like he's got to be on a crew carrier. They're normally lower initiative. People are maybe he's going to position their ships away from you because you've got this thing. You know, I'm going to double stress your big your end game ace or whatever. Fine, you know, okay, it's grand. Um, I don't know. But, but I think the passive mod side of it is, is good. Yeah. Are you yeah. defensive? I think that what you get for it again comes down to what we've said, and we're not going to say. It's the met. It's the meta choice, isn't it? Against um, stress, you've got a load of stress ships about. Having a mm-hmm. constant defensive reroll against like A wings or whatever is fine, but if you're seeing a lot of ships that don't get stressed like Jedi or whatever, then it's it's less good. But you know, it, it will depend on the local um, competitive environment and what people are playing. Um, and then I think the second to last card that we've got to go through on the list that we're running down is Patience, which is at the start of a oh, this is the one we talked about before. Yeah, but it was called something else, which is where you can gain a, a deplete token to recover. A force if there is an enemy ship in your in your arc, so that's good. Um, so who wants to do the last guy? Because I love him, but I don't want to. I've been talking too much recently. I'm not looking at the sheet, so you should say. <laughs> All right, okay. So um, the little green fella, Yoda crew, has finally made it into the game um, after however many years it's been. Um, he's got two force, and he's a crew. He's got a purple coordinate. Um, and his ability is after another friendly ship at range not two, so not the ship he's on. Um, mm-hmm. Fully executes a purple maneuver. So those purple two talons on the ETA two are the first version of that, or performs a purple action. So evades or target locks. You can spend a force, and if you do, that ship recovers a force. So it's a bit like palp, because. Other people can spend your force, but rather than just using it for its ability um, to turn a, an eyeball, you are using it to power the force powers, which then allows you to spend your own force on attack mods uh, and stuff. It seems good. Yeah, I like this. I think it's going to be very powerful on the lap with some Jedi's running around it. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to squeeze into the back of R2-D2's Y-Wing or an ARC-170, no. is he? God, no. It's definitely not. But could, no, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> He'd live forever in R2-D2's Y-Wing. <laughs> oh, yes, he would. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think know, you're right, Dave. He's, yeah, he's going to be in the lat, isn't he? Because that's probably going to be able to reinforce. Then it'll have native force powers because he's in it. So it's got native mods so it can power up other things. So I can see, like, you get Sloan Swarms in uh, Imperials. I can see you getting a Yoda Swarm, uh, which is mm-hmm. a lat. With its um, reroll powered abilities, um, plus Yoda, um, just you know, sitting there, and then maybe 
is it going to be Jedi Knights or something like that? I don't know. Whatever it is that ends up flying alongside it, he's, he's pretty cool. It is quite, it's very much though powering Jedi. It doesn't power up other yeah things at all. So that's what I, I think. I think the archetype that will be will be two Jedi's and a lot, won't it? And I think range not to two is really limited for your AC ships, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's very good. I've been saying about that everything about everything, but I don't think he's very good. I think right, we'll go back to the A wings then. <laughs> <laughs> is Starboard's Bird Slash going to make five Rebel A wings a thing? No, be but fun, you'll though. try it. You'll try it. Yeah. What? Okay, Colm, if it's a point, <laughs> which which you say, yeah, no. If it's a point, it's going on everything, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it's a point, then you're bringing a bunch of A wings or Yoda. Been. No. Okay. Only I mean, if if Yoda's one point, I'll. Eat no, I'm not talking about Yoda being one point. We're talking about the <laughs> talking about Starboard slash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah it's not enough to make him good. Two force and a purple coordinate. Yoda's got to be over twelve points. Yeah, a, a force is about twelve points on a crew, yeah. plus whatever the ability is. So yeah, I mean his purple coordinate is good, but it will leave. I suppose he's got two, so he can purple coordinate, and then he's still got a force to modify the ship that he's on's dice with as well. So, but only yeah. for one turn, and then. Mm-hmm. And then he's got. Well, maybe you stick patience on him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got a lot of um, that. Just having two force natively is good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see it where he slots into lists. And It'll be interesting to see how many crew slots the lat's got. I've not seen that yet. If the lat's got double screw, double crew slots, you can... That's the thing. Them. You never, We never find that out. Whatever spoilers the no. release, you never find out the slots or the points until release day. So, yeah, cool. Well, yeah. I'm interested. I'm very excited for the Resistance pack um, and what else there is coming in that because they have kind of said there's more stuff in this. Um, one of the things that hasn't actually been on this list that was spoiled later on was the Underslung Blaster. So in um, the Force Awakens, at the start, Poe kills some First Order Stormtroopers with a, a blaster that pops out the bottom. Um, it's it's coming in as a card. It's coming in as a modification for T-70s. Um, it's got a, a two-dice um, attack that can be shot um, basically at anything within range not to one as long as you've got a target lock on it. Um, so, and then you can spend the target lock to modify your dice. Um, so it's like an after things execute maneuvers, which is is pretty cool. Um, and there's a few other bits and bobs coming out in that resistance pack as well that just make me quite excited. Um, and they have inferred that there's more cool stuff in it that we've not had um, spoiled yet. So I'm very Let's... much looking forward to the articles on that one. Yeah, let's save that for another day. We're used to talking for 15 minutes, so this long episode is... I'm sick of listening to us. I can only imagine why everyone at home... Uh, well, we've not spoken... <laughs> uh, we've not talked for like four months properly, so yeah, you know, true. it's been quite a lot to talk about. and We've not even touched on Space Jams and all of the other true. big tournaments that have happened and all the craziness that's going on at the minute. So, so And yeah, any closing thoughts on this set of releases? Dave, oh, my wallet's gonna take a hit. Yeah. I think. That's, yeah, I mean, one thing we've not mentioned is that we've getting releases now in September, October, November because of yeah, the delays related to COVID. I assume they're just all the stuff that was meant to come out spread out is now coming out altogether. So get but ready for the bunch. Have, have have said that they're going to be released. So depends if they're on the boat. 
Well, I mean, yeah, they've said September, October, November, and I assume they've got a decent idea at this point. Although it is PUBG, so they're going to need to top up their um, their revenue streams because they've taken a Definitely. hit over the last three months. So, no better revenue stream than a bunch of nerds with disposable income desperate to spend it on something, is there? Just- there's definitely a few ships I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy two ATA2s. I'm definitely going to buy the V-Wing just to have fun with it. Uh, I think my my wallet, my missus is going to hate me. Yeah, I've got I've bought a lot already. I'm going to buy, um, yeah, probably I'll I'll buy one of everything and then. But the the advantage to TTS, which I'm wishing I'd started playing it a bit earlier, but the advantage to TTS of Asylum Online Play is that you can try out the crazy five of this list and five of that lists without thinking, oh, well, I've got to go out and buy or borrow five of something and, and before I can even try it. Um, so it's um, it's a good way to just get a couple of reps in with something that's a bit weird um, without spending cash. So, yeah, um, my kind of final thoughts on this release is it's going to be a really good way to shake everything up um, after the slightly um, lackadaisical points update. Um, they didn't really do much with the points, so this is going to just smash the metas to pieces in the next kind of three months. It's going to be the Wild West again for a bit, which is always good. Yeah, I think this is the reason they didn't change the points much. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's call it there, boys. We've got... That's good enough for a first episode back, so... Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, is good we'll, enough. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Probably. Mark? Probably, hopefully. Anyway, it's been good to do this again. It's been fun to chat to you boys. Uh, so, yeah. Goodbye from David Wynn. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rich. Cheerio. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone.